Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Millennial Mindset, the podcast. I'm your host yet again, India, your fellow millennial. I'm so excited to be here. I'm a little late on this one. Um, So last week, I know it was still March and we were wrapping up Women's History Month. So even though it's the first week of April, I just want to close off that chapter the right way. So I'm still going to give us a quote right now from a woman. And I feel like, in my opinion, the best way to wrap up Women's History Month for me over here, over on the Millennial Mindset, is with a quote from the one and only Michelle Obama, okay? The Michelle Obama. We're going to give her her roses at all times. So I love this quote and it's very, and it can be very universal. So let's get straight into this quote. She says here, and this was, um, pulled from the Vogue, their latest issue. It says here, there is no boy at this age cute enough or or interesting enough to stop you from getting an education. If I had worried about who liked me and who thought I, and who thought I was cute when I was your age, I wouldn't be married to the president of the United States. I love that quote. And this is how it can be universal. She makes it clear that there was nothing going on in her life that she thought was gonna be cute enough or person A or interesting enough, a situation or a topic to stop her from getting what she wanted. And for her, it was a greater education, becoming the best version of herself to become first lady one day. And I think even though that's not how she intended her life to be, she wanted to make sure she did everything possible to make sure she you know, was successful. And for me, it's just that same thing. It goes, it's universal because it goes for men too. If there's anything out there, that girl you think is cute or whoever's interesting enough, it's not worth, it's nothing big enough to stop you from furthering your education, becoming that great entrepreneur. Right, writing that book, really focusing on your mental health, becoming the best you financially, whatever you want to do, don't let anything stop that momentum of that flavor you once had. Like, don't let it take out anything, you know, because for her, her greatest, her great accomplishment was marrying the president of the United States, you know, Barack Obama. So, what is your Barack Obama in your life? What is big to you that you want to accomplish? And think about that, hold on to that, understand it's going to happen for you, and don't let anything get in the way. So that's our quote for today. Let's get straight into the first episode. Okay, everyone, episode eight. So today's episode is going to be titled Snack Versus Meal. If you follow me on my personal Instagram platform, India underscore Caprice, I made a post a couple weeks ago, and it was just talking about how you know society is really destroying the masculinity of men, but really destroying the um topic of relationships for millennials in general and it's that quote i posted where a lot of people love to say um you know i want a snack i want a snack and i love this because a post that i posted says he doesn't need a snack says he needs you to be his piece okay he needs you to be a meal and that is from a guy on instagram he's really really great his name cyrus speaks his instagram may has changed but at the time it was cyrus speaks on instagram but I'm sure if you type that in, you can find his his page or whatever. So just briefly, I just want to break it down because we live in a society where we like to, you know, equate things to relevant topics. And why, that's why we're here. We're here to talk about the raw, the real of relevant topics that we all experience on a day-to-day basis, right? And relationships is something that's really big in life. You know, millennials, when we kind of... Um, add them up to snacks and meals and all these different type of things, but they really have deep, deeper meanings. You know, we, we laugh at a lot of things, but they all have very deep meanings. And I love to go deep. If you know me, you know, I have to get the gab and blessed with it. And I choose to talk deep and real talk when I do it. <laughs> so 
Let's talk about this snack versus food. So in the caption, I'm going to read briefly through the, through the caption as well as other notes that I have just for the podcast. Here I just say briefly, snacks are usually foods that we consider junk food, right? The type of food you find at a 7-Eleven and other corner stores that are always open, 24-hour open. It doesn't cost much. It's just plain treat. No bargain is necessary. I then go to say too much snacking can spoil your appetite or you can get sick. You, your snack may hold you over for a time frame, but it will never satisfy you, um, your needs, ever. And I just want to stop there and just explain in, in detail there where, you know, let's just think about food for, 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 for a moment. Think about food. So food that are in meals, right? I, we explain snack foods, how they're usually junk foods, hot Cheetos, you know, Skittles, stuff that really don't hold, stuff that really will spoil your appetite because it's full of a bunch of GMOs, sugar, sodium, and all types of unhealthy things that can mess up your meal. That's a word right there. You know, we're snacking so much that we are filling our bodies with so much junk food that when a meal comes, we don't want it because we've already built up this strong appetite, aka this strong desire for whatever that man or woman is is carrying, whatever they bring to the table. We want that over what we know we need. That's the thing. We be knowing what we need, but our desire is built up so much of what we do that we can't see past it anymore. So when the meal is presented, we don't even realize like, I don't even want this. Like I'd rather just take the hot Cheetos and the Arizona tea says, because I, I ain't hungry for that. Even though I know I need it. I know I need to eat some vegetables right now. My iron band a little low and stuff, but I'm just gonna eat this Starburst little thing to get me over, you know? So let's, let's go into detail. So foods that are in meals that are usually, you know, healthy for us are bought at a grocery store, right? Grocery stores usually operate at a certain time frame, but what I really want to pay attention to is that those foods I'm talking about are mainly like the fruits and veggies, right? Like your produce, so they're only good in the right season. And this is where this is where we're gonna get somewhere. So I pray you hold on with me because we gonna talk today. <laughs> so they're only good in the right season. So when choosing a mate, we must be in the right season to pick properly, where it's pleasing and and that's so it's such a stickler because it goes back to when i was saying how we we can snack on so much junk food that when the meal is presented we don't know how to pick properly if you're not if you don't have a consistent basis where you're at the grocery store you grocery shop often you're cooking your food often you won't know what is a ripe versus a, a spoiled tomato or avocado or cucumber when you're going to the grocery stores you'll just pick up the first thing of of, of grapes you won't open it up you know look at them make sure they all good when you go pick up a batch of strawberries you'll just pick them up or your carton of eggs you have to know how to shop you have to know. So that means you have to already have been experienced here. You have to already be used to going down these certain aisles, getting these things that you're used to knowing. And when you do that, you look for what you are. So I'm a person where I've grown to really enjoy, well, I'm going to say I, am gro- I enjoy grocery shopping, but I enjoy cooking at home for myself. I enjoy saving my coin, okay? Uh, I'm getting older, so those things just come with maturity and just coming with adulthood, right? So I'm learning to really enjoy that part of life versus like allowing it to feel like a burden. You know what I'm saying? So now, since I consume a lot of these fruits and vegetables on a more consistent basis it's becoming a part of me so there's times where i will crave like man i would really love to snack on some raw broccoli right now 
Like, you know, I just want a rice cake. Like, I crave these things versus before I would crave bad other foods. Or I want to crave McDonald's or I want this Chick-fil-A sandwich really, really bad. I'm going somewhere with it. So, you know, I can't talk too far without going to the Bible because it always pops up, you know, and I love that how my mind works. So let's just go in here. I just want to, I want to go back to the beginning. Let's go into Genesis here. And I love Genesis because chapter two is where we meet Adam and Eve. And there's so much more in here than just about a man and a woman and a woman had deceived a man. You know, we love to bash Adam and Eve, but Adam knew something that we can't seem to grasp. And let's just go into the scriptures. If you got time, flip with me. If not, play it back and flip with me later. You know, let's do this thing decent in order, but let, let's move forward. So, we see in the very beginning, okay, of chapter two, how it's all talking about Adam, you know, he had an account, God created the heavens and the earth where they were created, right? And the Lord made the earth and the heavens. Now, Adam's job was to be in control of all the livestock, everything. You know, he had dominion. As humans, we are given dominion over the earth, right? You don't have to be a Christian to realize you even have dominion. Right. That's that it comes with that authoritativeness comes with us. Unfortunately, we see people use that authoritativeness in very negative ways, which is why we have divided nations, so forth and so on. Right. Just giving you a, a deeper perspective on, on what the what that is. So going down, I really start to hit at verse 18. So this is after God took took um, took Adam, put him in the Garden of Eden to work. OK, he took care of it. <laughs> oh, I'm going somewhere. He took care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man that you're free to eat from any tree in the garden. You know, just not from the garden tree, the tree of knowledge and all that stuff, good and evil. So verse 18 is where, is where we're hitting at, where we're, where we're going to flow through this episode. So it says right here, the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Oh, y'all, I'm talking because what we fail to realize is that we all have to be Adam. This has often been preached as Adam is just about the man and the woman just sits and chill and sleep until it's time for her to pop up. Rain, light bulb moment. Okay, knowledge here. Okay, information here. Adam and Eve were the only two humans on earth first. So that's why Adam did things first and Eve kind of popped up. We don't live like that no more, okay? When someone is born into the world, there's already a billion other humans in the world. So we don't, necessarily work in that order anymore so we all have to take on that character Adam had right he was listened to God God gave him a job he gave him things to do and then he was blessed that's just how things work I think we can all attest to to that right faith that works is dead for my Bible readers so I love this so 19 it says now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals all the birds in the sky this is where it hits y'all. I'm, I'm on Genesis 2, 19. He says, he brought them to the man, talking about Adam, to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave um, names to all the livestock and the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. Boom. Verse 19 literally smacks you in the chin because it's like God will create something Bring it to you to see your intel about it. He wants to know what are you going to do? And he'll trust you with it. When you walk with God, how Adam walked with God, he'll bring things to you to give to you. Like, you know, so let, let's keep going. 
Now it says down here in three verse 20, but Adam, but for Adam, no suitable helper was found. Even though God gave him all these things, it was like, oh, this don't really hit the same. They're animals, they're humans. I, I want another human. Adam didn't know he needed another human, but he was like, oh, this, this is not really clicking. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs. We all love this scripture, right? Females go cray cray. And then closed up the place with flesh, which was the empty the part of his rib that he took apart. Closed it back up with the flesh. Flesh is in like the tissue, the muscle, the, the, the veins, the blood and everything. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib he had taken out of the man and he brought, now again, and he brought her to the man. Again, he brought her to the man. I made something again. I'm bringing it to you. Then the man said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she was taken out of the man's rib. Let's go into this here. So, God will build some things to bring it to you to see about your intel. That's just a little nugget. So how many of us had times where God brought someone to us and we didn't know what to do because we wasn't in the right season? Now, see, when we go back up, when I read through verse 18, 19, and we see through beginning of verse two, Adam was in the right season. He was walking with God. He was obeying God's commands. He was listening to him. See, when you have a relationship with God, they don't feel like these strong commands, how we make, how the world makes God seem so angry and just so mean. It's a conversation. It's a friendship. It's, it's a, it's a relationship. Adam was doing these things freely because this is what I do, Right. So how many of us, we've been presented with something and it could have been something really good. God's like, here you go. But you had no idea what to do with it because you wasn't in the right season. Why? Because we're snacking. We're snacking on this junk food. We don't even have the appetite for it. Adam built up an appetite to receive his wife. He built up an appetite to receive Eve. He had an appetite for her. And we don't walk around with appetites for what we're really wanting and what we go to God praying about. It's not that God can't do it. It's not that he won't do it, but it's that we won't get in the right season and build the right relationship with God and realize when people talk about how God calls me friend to really get into the middle and thick to see what that means to get what we need to have or what we're supposed to have. And I love this because I I love this here. It says in verse 25, um, of course, verse 24, the man, this is why the man leaves his father and mother, unite to his wife, you know, become one flesh. But the, the, the hit right here, after verse 23, I just give it 25 where it says, and it says, Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. This is where I kind of want to bring it all together and wrap up this episode. I love this because I was like, Lord, you are talking to me. So in Hebrew, Naked means exposed. Okay? Naked means exposed. So you're you're fully exposed. There's nothing, you know, there's there's everything's out there. Everything out here, eyes closed, swinging, like we out here. Okay? Shame means dishonor, reproach, and rebuke. So what God is telling us that between between this married couple, Adam and Eve, and they're they're young people, y'all. They're not like some old grannies. They're they're young people. We're both naked and felt no shame. This means that if you want this biblical marriage and these relationships that we all pray about, we all print on t-shirts, you know, Proverbs 31 and my Adam is sleeping, all this stuff we prayed about, which is, which is great. We have to realize that you have to be with somebody that you can be naked and ashamed with. 
that means it's not going to always look pretty. And I'm talking from a single person myself that's just been through some stuff and that chooses to walk with God and has become content. And I'm just, the Lord's given me a certain amount of wisdom on some things where I'm still learning. But as I go, I'm going to say, you know, I'm, I'm going to share what I'm, what, what I go through. Right. So it, there's no shame. There's no dishonor. So when you think about being with somebody, you have, to, you have to be willing to be with somebody that you have no shame with and that you're not feeling embarrassed about things with. Now, this is where I also want to hit. There's a gap. Now, we see how the Bible puts it out very in order and decent because God's not a God of confusion. So he's going to make it clear to us. And he's going to put people in place to make it clear. Prayerfully, I hope I'm that person that's putting it perfectly clear in place for you to understand. Amen. So, this is the problem that I see. There's a gap in our lives from verse 19 to verse 25. Now you see, it says so poetically 19 through 25, but it's like in our personal lives, it's as if we have 19 and then our life goes blank and then we go asking for verse 25. The reason why there's a gap there is because what God is saying, how we need to be in relationships and this is relationships in general. This is not just romantic, okay? We have to practice healthy relationships. Building good character doesn't just come from every time you date, every time you got a boo. That's, that's going to build destruction, okay? God's not in that. He doesn't want us to go through that. There's a gap, and the gap is that we ourselves are embarrassed of our nakedness, and we're walking around rebuking and dishonoring ourselves. Let me tell you why. There's a gap between it because we have so much reproach. So we walk around feeling like because of our past, right? And I talk about that in the post. Because of our past, because of what we have experienced, you know, because of who we think we are, we are we deem ourselves suitable, qualified for something completely opposite than what this is telling us. Oh, I can just settle for him because da 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 da. You know, I'm not even all that. It's cool. I don't even have all this, so it's cool. Or men, uh, I ain't really got that together, so I'll just chill with her. You know, she she's clearly a red flag on paper but and, and in the spirit. But I'm just going to chill with this because I feel like I don't have enough or I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like I'm not this. So we walk around with the shame and dishonor and we, this heavy reproach and we rebuke ourselves from it before we even meet somebody. So then we meet somebody and expect them to just clear it all up. We expect them to just have this magic power washer to click, to bust through our gutters. We expect people to do that. And I'm just not me throwing shade. I have been there and done that. You hear me. I will proudly talk about what I had going on. You know, even myself, I, I only felt like I was suitable for this type of man compared to who I really am. Right. So compared to who I am, this person is just a boy compared to who you are, man. I'm talking to you, men. That girl is not compared to who you are and where you're going. Not about who I'm going to be. No, no. You already are, but you're going higher. So you're learning. It's being you're building. There's a huge difference. And we have to get out of this cycle of thinking, oh, this is this is all I can take. This is all I'm good for. But then we go praying for verse 25. We go praying that God give us somebody that's suitable for our need, that's suitable for where we're going. But we don't even, we haven't even ourselves gotten down on bending knee to really connect with God and hear him. So you have to connect with God to a, a, enough to hear him and say, God, and, and no, this is where I'm going. This is my journey. This is my purpose. 
And we settling for boo-boo in them. We settling for day-day in them. When we know we're supposed to have better. I ain't talking about better on your list, what your flesh say is better. I'm not talking about all that other stuff. I'm talking about what God is, is telling you is good for your life. But a lot of us don't even know what's good for our own lives. So we go searching for all these things. You know, it's it's just a real thing. I think it's it's good to talk about. You know, a lot of people have daddy issues. Daddy issues are not just with women. So we got to cut that drama. We got we to destabilize that because men be having daddy issues too. You know, women have mother issues. Men have mama issues. Like it's a real thing. And we have to be mature and go to the root of things to figure out, okay, why is this like this? Why is this a, a cycle for me? Because it's, it's a cycle. It's not, it's no, this is no longer a staircase or an elevator. I'm going in a cycle where I'm going through the same thing over and over again. And God breaks cycles. So I have to go to God to get that broken because I'm supposed to be getting from 19 to 25, but I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And I, I, and we can't, we can't operate and please God because the life is fully about pleasing God. Lord, what can I do to please you? How can I really exhaust myself and the gifts? Like, what, Lord, what do you have for me to do? Who do I need to, who do you want me to help? I want to serve God because when I learn how to serve God, when I put myself in that position of hospitality, of being hospitable and being humbled, I get these type of blessings if it's your desire. And the Bible also tells us that we're tempted by what we desire. So you desire a relationship, right? You, we desire marriages. So you're going to be tempted with that. So what are you doing in your private time? What's really deep down in your heart, bro? What's really deep down in your heart, sis? That's wickedness. It's just, let's be real. Like it's wickedness, it's evilness. We're praying for the Lord to send us like a true man of God, but we're still like lusting after a Trey songs. <laughs> we lusting after the way, oh my God. I want a man that just talks good, like pop smoked it on that song. Or we lusting after the Megan, a uh, Megan this day. And I'm not saying none of, none of, saying none of them are, ba- are bad people, but I'm just saying, like, let's be real. Like you're, we're wanting something, but then we're praying for God to like miraculously make something happen. Then we get mad when like the, the date we go on is like complete trash. So. I just want to just, I want to break that down because we talk about these snacks. It's like snacking will only get you more snacks because what happens is we feed off of it. Because if we, if we think about, okay, so to become a meal, Jesus can turn us into the meal, right? The woman at the well, when she kept on coming to the well, the Samaritan woman and, and God's Jesus, Jesus told her like, You've been married like five times. And the man you with now is not your husband. And she's like, what? What do you mean? Like, how you know that? He's like, because you keep going to the same well. And this well, you're going to always going to have to come back. I don't care who drunk here before you. For you, you always going to have to keep coming back. And Jesus is saying that you need to drink from me. Spend more time with me so you don't have to keep going back to these trenches. You don't have to keep going in these cycles. Because the enemy will only tell you that you're a meal. He'll let you know. He'll feed you meal type stuff to make you think you're a meal. But really deep down, he'll he'll tell you you're a meal, but he's feeding you snacks. He's giving you all things that's not healthy for you. Then it it messes up who we are. Then we don't know who we are anymore. We lose our identity. How many times have you heard somebody say, if, 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 if it wasn't you, that they lost themselves in a relationship? Man, I, I went through that relationship and I, I lost myself. I had to get my groove back. I lost myself. Why are we losing ourselves in relationships? Because we never knew who we were in the first place. 
if you are going through identity crisis, it's not embarrassing. It's nothing. It's nothing to be shameful about. I mean, I wouldn't tell everybody your business, but get the help you need and find who you are before you go looking for somebody else. Why? Because people are only human. People are going to be people no matter what. So we can't expect them to be a God when they're human. Jesus, God was only a human for a mere moment. He was still God. So we have to remember that. So I hope you all heard that dog barking. So the enemy will tell us that we're a meal, but feed us snacks. Therefore, you'll only have, you only, you'll then desire. So I talked about earlier how you will just desire snack food, AKA snack advice, snack friendships and relationships, snack sermons. Ooh. How many people of us searching around YouTube, finding people that just appease our flesh? You know what I'm saying? And we're trying to get a word, but we're trying to get a word through what we desire. When the Bible said, enemy will tempt you from your desires. What you Because de there's always a counterfeit, right? There's always a counterfeit. There'll be the real thing, then there'll be a counterfeit. Thankfully for Adam and Eve, it was only them two. But there will be a counterfeit. We've all experienced some counterfeit. So my question to us men and women here listening is that, are you becoming what you are asking for? Are we wanting to be someone's meal, but acting like a snack? Are we, are we utilizing what this scripture is saying, how we have to become like Adam? It's not about becoming a man. No, the character that we saw of Adam, how God brought him things. One, God trusted Adam to take care of things. It's okay. We can go there. It's, it's, it's really okay because it's really, it's really good. It's encouraging, if anything. My second thing is that are we actually the meal, but because of our past, AKA the deep lack of confidence that tells us we're just a snack. A lot of us have meal qualities. You, you got some good healthy vegetables and fruits in there, but it's mixed around with snacks. Therefore, it's, it's not hot or cold. We're kind of like on the fence. Like, oh God, yes, but mm, this still tastes good to me on Friday and Saturday night. You know, so I'm struggling Sunday morning. You know, God wants us to know who we are so we can get to what we're supposed to have. I'm going to leave you with this. We have to pray and ask the Lord to be our meal first. God, you be my meal. I'm talking about praying like David in Psalms would pray, getting real into the grit. That, that's how my prayer life goes a lot of time. God, I want you to be my meal. You show me the nutrition that I need. Make me that. You be my meal. I want my portion to come from you. That meal that I need come from you, God. Ask him for your portion. Ask him for that. So you don't have to keep going back to that well that we talked about that we talked about with the Samaritan woman. We don't have to keep going back to those dry places, going back to those places where you're having to just, well, this ain't working now. And I've been on five, 10 dates. So let me just stick with, with Mark because he did all because Mark opened the door and paid for the tab. Mark is qualified. No, Mark ain't qualified. You know, so. That's just what I have for us today. And I really pray that this helps somebody more than anything and really got on somebody's level because it, it hits me there. But we just have to make sure that this whole snack thing, it's cute to say like somebody's son, you know, it's funny because nobody be saying somebody's daughter. I guess it sounds weird, but whatever. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, first of all, where did all this snacking come from? It came from society telling us who we are when God's like, no, 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 I'm telling you who you are. You're made of my likeness and image. You're the head and not the tail. You, you don't have to keep going through these same things. I want to make you whole. Hallelujah. And Lord, it's Holy Week, y'all. So I'm I'm in there. I'm, I'm in there. But yes, I just want us to just acknowledge those truths. I don't want us to spoil our appetites. 
and this is, can go for anything in life, but with your relationships, people hear me that want to be married. I'm talking about a real marriage that you really want God to bless. We have to stop spoiling our appetites with snacks and go sit before the Lord. Walk down the grocery aisle and pick up some things that are nutritious for you. Pick up the soul food, spirit food, the word of God, your daily bread. Pick up those foods that you need because we want to, women, we don't want to marry a man and be a mess to him. We don't want to drive him crazy with, because we're just so insecure that we can't contain our emotions and that we can't handle things. We want to be the, we want to carry the peace of God. We want to be his peace. He come home stressed out. You want to be able to lay hands on your man and pray. Men of God, you don't want to be a man that's always on the move. Can't sit still. Can't, can't, can't. Acknowledge your wrongs. Prideful all the time. Can't nobody tell you nothing. You can't be submissive to authority. You don't know how to be gentle with your wife when she needs a hug. When she, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm talking real. Ephesians 5 men. We want those truths. We want to be led right. And, and it's, it's not to bash either sex. We both have a, 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 a responsibility here. And we have to stop allowing society, especially when it comes to the physical church and how when things are religious we don't do no religion over here it's all about jesus servants of the lord but when people get religious and they put them the pedestals of a man and woman over each other as if god is like mad at one and mad at the other no we all have responsibilities and god holds them very high because marriage is not a necessity you're not required to be married to go to heaven but if we want those things god says yes i want to bless you but come to me first come to me first so let's close it up this episode was a little bit longer so if you're still with me you real you loyal and you want to grow so let's just close out in prayer Whew. dear heavenly father lord god i just thank you we thank you precious god we thank you god that it's holy week oh lord this is actually good friday we're recording this on the day that you were crucified we know that you raised that you rose again in two days father god on sunday but father god i just want to cover my brother or sister listening I pray that you just help them in their life, God. Meet them where they are, oh Lord. Humble them, Jesus, oh God. If this was them, if they were um, people that continue to go after snacks, oh God, help them to see the nutrition in in the meal that you are, Lord. Help us to come to you when we are hungry, when we're trying to live a path of contentment, trying to be celibate, trying to keep ourselves pure, not just physically, but also in the mind. Help us to come to you, God. Give us a community of people that have a like mind like that, that we can help build each other and sharpen each other, God. Lord, help my brother and sister on their journey, oh God. Whatever you've called them to, whatever success, whatever journey that you have for them, allow it to go to full completion, oh God. Equip them with the tools they need. I believe they are already qualified for, which is why you chose them, which is why they have the dreams, the visions, and the uh, common common conversations about it, oh God. You're calling them further. I pray you send my brother and sister deeper in you, Lord, on today. I pray that as they listen to this, that on this day, they will hear a word from you, God, that they will hear your voice so clearly that, that, that they won't be able to help but stop and listen and reverence your voice and reverence your name, dear God. 
Dear Lord, I just pray that you cover us, oh God, in our jobs, oh God, cover us, oh God, from COVID, protect anyone that may be scared in this time, oh God, restore them, oh God, protect our families, protect our loved ones, oh God. If we're traveling right now, oh God, give us traveling grace and mercy, Father God. Heal us, Lord, deliver us from what may be keeping us bound. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, I pray that everyone that listening be blessed, be, be that, that they be blessed, that they grow in you, oh God, and they learn more about you. And allow them to come back to this place and hear another episode that will help and bless them. I thank you for using me for this for this podcast, Lord God, to just help be here and minister whatever you want me to do, Lord. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's all we have for today. I want to thank you again for tuning into the millennial mindset the podcast be sure to follow us on social media instagram the millennial mindset underscore podcast where you can find um quotes and and excerpts from the podcast and also updates for future episode and events popping off in the summer follow me india your fellow millennial your host on my personal instagram page india underscore caprice i love you guys so much millennials we have so much to offer this world and we not gonna stop momentum on go mode so yes love y'all be blessed I really hope today's episode was a help to somebody overall. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Again, as I stated, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms and look forward to new episodes in the future. Thank you.